Welcome to the Beers in Your Backyard podcast, a show designed for students, recent grads, and young adults in the triad looking for both the ideal hangout or an unfamiliar gem to go out on the weekends to. Each week, we will have a new bar to talk to you about, and we will also feature guests from that location in each episode. So as you may notice, I am not Jackson or Steph from the previous episode. I am Christy Rebar. I am from Hilliard, Ohio, and my favorite type of drink is a hard cider. And I am Cooper Bywater. Again, a little bit of a different voice. I am from Melbourne, Florida. Um, I am a sales major, and my favorite type of drink is a margarita. But I will say I can get down with anything with tequila in it. It's really my favorite. Big tequila guy over there, but big tequila guy, <laughs> kind of a problem, but not really. Yeah. So as I said before, if you listen to our previous episode, first of all, thank you so much. You may know that our two other hosts, Steph and Jackson, spoke about Roar, but they are not here today. So what we are going to do moving forward is we're actually going to rotate between all four of us. So you may get a few different combination of hosts. You may get Cooper and I as partners and you may get Jackson and Steph as partners. We'll see how it goes, but it's going to be a little bit more variated as we go out throughout the podcast. So again, thank you so much for your time and tuning in and we really appreciate it. So today we are talking about Paddled South, and if you're wondering what is Paddled South, it's right off Main Street, and I'm going to let Christy do a little bit more of the details, but it's honestly a very, very cool place. It's got a very cool and unique vibe to it, so Christy? Yeah, I absolutely love Paddled South. So again, like Cooper said, it is a local brewery in High Point, North Carolina, again, right off of North Main Street. And it's actually built in a historic building, which is super cool, that was built in 1935. So a little bit of history to it. Yeah, I got some backstory to it, for sure. Yeah, so it is located five minutes away from High Point University. And for any other student in the area or even recent grads, just a bit of more location for you. So it is 20 minutes away from UNCG, and then it is 30 minutes away from Wake Forest. And I'm going to be honest, it is worth the drive if you would like to take the trip over here to go see it. For sure. Yeah. So Cooper, now that you've been there and I've been there, like, what do you think of the space? Like, what do you like about it? Honestly, I, I, I love it. I think it's got a little bit of a unique vibe to it compared to some of the other places in High Point, especially um, around the school, about High Point University. One thing that I kind of get uh, reminded of when I go there is it kind of gives off a vibe that it's like at App State. It's got that like wilderness kind of vibe to it. It's got the giant canoe in the front, the nice big mural on the side as you walk in. And honestly, the bar is pretty cool it's got this like giant stone on it with their little emblem and i just love every aspect of it yeah absolutely i that is the best way to describe it it is giving like more wilderness vibes and then yeah kind of like hiking camping exactly like app state which is very nice to have here in the triad because i know that we have a few different hiking areas but mm -hmm. this is like it really feels like it yeah you know? yeah so they also have like plenty of seating in the space so they mm -hmm. have also a patio out back that's open during like the summer and spring which is wonderful especially if you have pets they are very pet friendly there they just mm -hmm. don't allow them if they misbehave or like bark or bite yeah. but um if you're looking also for somewhere to take the fur baby it is wonderful place <laughs> to go yeah and um one thing i really love about it is like they do have this giant uh, lifting door and so if it is a nice day out you can they'll just like open that door out and you'll get some fresh air and really be able to kind of like meander around with your pets or stuff like that yeah it's like 
it's based out of garage doors, right? Yeah. Like that's what they look like. And yeah. they just open them up and it's wonderful. Cause then yeah. it's also within walking distance of everything else. It's on North main street as well. So mm. wonderful yeah. spot. What was funny is like the first time I went, I didn't even notice they had it. And then someone was at the bar talking about how nice of a day it was. And the bartender was like, Oh, let me just go open the door. And he just walked over there and lifted it up. Like, um, they're super friendly there. And I mean, they accommodate to their guests for sure. Yeah, I was even there just the other night too. And it was a beautiful like night and it was like like 65 degrees. And we're like, perfect. why not open the door, you know? Yeah. So it was perfect. What better to pair with a beautiful day than a delicious, refreshing beverage? So Paddled South has a couple different drinks on tap. They have tend to be specific and all of them that I've tried are absolutely delicious. I love every single one of them. I do have my favorites, however. But before I get into those, I want to describe IBUs, which is International Bitterness Units, which is used to define how bitter a drink is. And I'm going to be telling you each of these drinks IBUs. So around 25 is about an average beer. And as you get to like the hoppier beers, the bitter beers, like IPAs, it gets higher. So the, the units go from 0 to 100. 100 being the most bitter, zero being least bitter. So the first beer on their tap list is the Nutty Blonde. It is a honey peanut butter taste to it. Um, it's about 5.3% ABV and it's international bitterness unit of 23. It's a delicious beer. Um, I have never tried it, but I've been told nothing but great things from all my friends. And it's actually the next one on my list to go try when I go there a little bit later this week. The next one is the Jack Frosted. So it is an IPA, but it's a little bit different in the fact that it's a cold IPA. So they brew it at a colder temperature when they're finishing the process. It's got an IBU of 20. So it's not too bitter of a beer, which makes it um, a little bit different than a normal IPA. And it's also a little bit lower than most IPAs percentage at 4.8. They got a tricentennial beer. It's a triple hopped centennial beer. It's a little bit higher percentage than the other two at 7% ABV. And it's also a little bit hoppier, a little bit more bitter. It's uh, 63 on the IBU scale. The next one is the Quadrant, which is one very close to my heart. I, I, I genuinely just love this beer. It's Why? A, Why do you love it? Christy, it's a dark Belgian quad, and I've actually never had one before actually going here. And it's funny because the bartender, when I first got it, I was like, what the heck is the quadrant? Like, that just sounds weird on their sign. It's got, like, a cool little, like, picture. It's pretty funny. That's the one with um, all, like, the math symbols, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly. What does that even mean? Yeah, it's got, like, a graph on there, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And um, what's funny is it's a very high percentage. It's 11.7%, which is, for beer, very, very high. It's like almost like a wine percentage. But it's got, like, notes of banana. And when the guy was first serving it to me, he's got, he told me two things. He's like, first of all, you either love it or you hate it. There's no in-between. Not at all. Like, you can try it for sure. Like, they let you try every beer that you want. But give you a little taste test before you uh, actually buy a little try before you buy action. But, um, but it also is since it's such a high percentage, they only sell it in a half pint. They don't allow you to buy it in a full pint because you have two of those and you're, you're knocked <laughs> you're on done. your butt. You're done. You're yeah. Done. You're calling the Uber. You, you need a ride home. Like it, you're, yeah, there's no coming back from it. Um, then the next one I, uh, 
I actually highlighted it there for myself. And it's just because it's such an interesting beer. It's the tangerine heat. And it's funny because when I was with my friends, we were ordering drinks, you know, and I saw that. I was like, what the heck is the tangerine heat? And it's, it's an orange wheat beer, but it's, it's got, it's brewed with habanero peppers. And so it's a bit weird in like the fact that like when I tried it, the first tone that you get is you get a lot of the orange or the tangerine, you get it coming in hot or it comes in strong. And then like you, you hold it in your mouth for a second. You're like, Oh, this, this isn't hot at all. And then it just hits you. And it's got like that back of the throat heat to it. And honestly, like I can see people really liking it, but I, I can only take a couple sips. Like there's a couple sips that are very good, but after a while it's just like, dude, it's too hot, Christy. It's yeah. too hot. I feel like that would literally go perfect with like bar food or like oh yeah, like anything in terms yeah. of like nachos, wings, anything. Yeah, so for sure. Such a cool beer to like have it have like a literal kick to it as well. Yeah, and it's it's one you don't see anywhere else. Like I've never heard of like a hot beer or spicy beer or someone something with peppers in it. It's like funny, but um, it's an ABV of five percent, and it's not too bitter. It's only a thirteen on the IBU scale. Next time I go, I'm going to order it for a friend and be like, you should try this. Oh, and then just oh. really trick them. <laughs> <laughs> Give it like a cement mixer shot where you, <laughs> you're just tossing it across the bar. Don't tell them what it is. Yeah, there you go. That's so funny. <laughs> um, the next one on our list is the PSBC um, Paddled South Brown or Brewing Company Brown. It's a brown ale. It's got some notes of chocolate. I've yet to try this. Um, I'm not much of like a chocolate drink type of person. That's just not on my... Not on my agenda normally, but um, it's said to be pretty good. It's ABV of 6.2, so it's 6.2%, and a bitterness unit of 25. Um, next one is the Red, White, and Blue. This is a fan favorite. When I was there, all my friends were buying this. That This is the one they were getting repeat. It's a classic. It's got this an is eight- the one all my friends go to as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the one. It's the one. It's a Hefeweizen beer with a little bit of raspberry and blueberries and banana. So red, white, and blue. Um, And it's an ABV of 8.9. And honestly, I was thinking about going this week and grabbing these to go. So um, one thing to note about Brown Truck is any beer that you want on tap, they also have it bottled, which is pretty nice. I don't know if you've taken one to go, Christy, have you? I have not, but there's one we're going to get to later on down this list that I most certainly will when I go tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm honestly going to go tonight, grab some to go, uh, maybe take some home for uh, our spring break here. Um, the next one I want to talk about is uh, the PSBC Kolsch. It's a Kolsch-style beer. It's the one that you'd go to if you're just like a simple person who likes a domestic light beer. Um, it's the one that's most like a domestic beer. Um, ones that you'd buy at, you know, your, your grocery store and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty good. I, I, I like it better than most domestic beers I've had, or if not all of them. Um, it's an AVB of 4.8, um, IBUs of 20. And then for the rest of us is the last one I'm going to talk about. I'm going to let uh, Christy take over one of these. That's her fan favorite. Um, so the for the rest of us is a winter warmer. It's like a winter beer. It's a little bit warmer with notes of cinnamon. I had a little taste of my friends last time I went. It was delicious. And okay, I was like, what did it taste like? Because it's like very festive, right? Yeah. Like it's- so, so I would say it's like a kind of a darker beer, but like it's not like where you're you're overwhelmed by it, especially with that cinnamon flavor. You definitely notice it. You notice the cinnamon spice in it for sure. It's it's really good. It's probably top three for me. Um, with. I wouldn't say it's close to the quadrant because that's just got a special place in my <laughs> arm. But it, I'm definitely gonna um, 
gonna get it next time for a full beer for sure nice. and it's a little bit um heavier on the percentage side it's 8.2 it's not quite the uh the uh, quadrant but it's still a bit of a heavy beer but they do serve this one in the full pint which is nice and then their ibu for this one is 21 and then i'm gonna pass this next one off to christy it's the the nice and um unique blackberry pucker yes yeah, so as Cooper was saying, it is very unique. So this drink, you either absolutely love it or absolutely hate it. I am personally <laughs> on the side of that I love this drink, and I think it's literally my new favorite drink after I've tried it. I've actually gone to other places trying to find things that are similar to this drink because I love it so much. So it is a blackberry pucker, that's the name of it, and it is a blackberry lemon sour. Yeah. Honestly, heaven on earth for me. I love blackberries <laughs> and I love lemon and I love ciders and like just kind of like the more sour taste mm -hmm. to my drinks and yeah. literally the best combination for me. So it is an ABV of a 6.5% and then an IBU of 13. Yeah. So it is so sweet. Like it's, it's like a sweet sour, you know, it's like it has that tang to it, but also it's just so delicious. So that's why I absolutely love it. It's light, but tangy. And again, I'm just such a sour person. That's why I love it. I mean, I'm not sour in terms of demeanor, <laughs> but in terms no, of my drink preferences, I absolutely love it. And again, it's one of my favorite drinks of all time. They actually offer flights at Paddle South, which is wonderful. So any of these drinks that you, we said, you can get four of them in a flight and just mix and match and try whichever ones you like to find what you want. It's yeah. wonderful. One thing I do like about the Blackberry Pucker is it, it kind of reminds me of like a drink that you can go, go to the beach with or yes. like kind of just... It's a day drink to me. It really like, is. It's not the one that you're going to the bar late at night with. Like, I mean, Christy obviously loves it, so she's probably doing that. <laughs> I'm taking it everywhere with me. Seriously, but I like, love it. Yeah, it's it's a great way to like, if you're a solid beer drinker and you just kind of need a little bit of a reset, like it's a great drink for that. It's a great drink to go if you're just hanging out outside with your friends in a hot summer day. Um, it's, it's, it's great. Um, that being said, for me, I'm, I'm not the one drinking six of them or two, honestly two of them oh, are no, a bit no, no. much for me. <laughs> it's um, a lot. Yeah, it's it's very particular. It's very sour. I mean, I can't really uh, emphasize that enough for me. It's a, it's a sour drink. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love it. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to no. tell, I'm going to scream it from the rooftops. Whoever is like walking down Main Street, be like, you should try it. Like, go for it. Yeah. All rights to you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so aside from the drinks and, of course, the Blackberry Pucker, my other favorite thing about Paddled South is their Trivia Tuesday with Tyler. Oh, my goodness. This is so much fun. I make sure to go with my friends every single week whenever I can. And it's not your average trivia night. So each week it's so engaging. It usually goes from five p or from seven p.m. Excuse me to nine p.m. each mm -hmm. night. So it's two hours worth of trivia. It's it's intense, but it's a lot of fun. And again, it's new each week. It's so engaging. And each week there are usually six categories. So they usually start Tyler. Tyler's the creator of all the trivia games. He's wonderful. He's so up to date on all of his pop culture knowledge. So he'll be sure to throw in a few things here or there. And he's also very sweet to all the guests that go there because if he knows that there are some teams that like certain categories or some teams that like are stronger in other things than like others. He creates the games by the people who go, which I think is mm -hmm. so wonderful and so sweet, but then also challenges us and 
teaches us new things about our like our even favorite categories so it could be a star wars category and he'll make sure he finds a question that will really stump you if he can yeah and that's like the good thing about like these local bars is they they do have those reoccurring people coming so they can kind of tailor some of the events and this trivia night to make sure that it's fair and make sure the fun is still there for new people right exactly and he also still has all the teams memorized like by name so it's wonderful he'll be like oh hotel (laughs) travago's here and that's my team unfortunately so we have a notorious name for ourselves um yeah but again it goes into six categories so three more it goes into general knowledge first as the opening round so if that's the opening round how much more (laughs) like Mm -hmm. deep dive can you get into and then you go into three more specific categories of random topics like last week was celebrity divorces I have absolutely no idea about anything celebrity divorces. So that was a little eye opening. Um, another one was science. One was board games, but it's just so much fun and just such a variety every single week. And then there's also something special about these trivia games. So what he does is he brings tw- like tin foil to what? yeah he brings <laughs> tin foil to Paddled South and gives each team a sheet of tin foil. Okay. You are then given a category. So let's say one of the categories is horror movies. You have to create a masterpiece out of this tin foil to then represent the category of horror movies and the bartenders judge which one was the best out of all the teams and you get five extra points at the end. Now, Christy, Christy, Christy. Yes. Be honest with me. Are you good? How good are you at folding the tin foil? Um, I think I'm good and then it's like you know when you look at it and you're like oh I could totally do this it's like watching the Olympics and you're like um I can figure skate and jump and do like five axles I have no idea what that means but like I can do it so I have big dreams usually when I start out yeah it's Um, funny how the masterpieces crystallize perfectly up in your head and then when you start to make it it looks like a toddler just threw something together literally last (laughs) week one of the categories was um presidents okay okay that was the topic for the tinfoil round we had to make something that had to deal with presidents okay we then decided to try and make mount rushmore listen i know (laughs) i know it's like big dreams but it really just came out as like this blob that like you you can't make faces out of tinfoil it's like literally yeah it's like this isn't a boulder it's a rock you know like spongebob Um, but that was exactly it and again we just dream big and then hope it works but we have one person on our team who likes origami so he thinks he can really um make a masterpiece and i trust him on that i'll say props to you you guys really shot for the moon there Really, shot we ended for the up moon. changing it and ditching our idea, and we made like a mini Abe Lincoln with a top hat, and we won actually. Oh. So that was really fun. Um, now, what do they do with the winners? Do they do anything special with the winners, tinfoil, or like um, you get extra bonus points at the end? And what they do is they actually keep all of the tinfoil, and they usually keep the winners and put them on the top of the um, bar. That's awesome. And so it's just no like way. this whole collection of tinfoil just from Trivia Night of like different people's masterpieces that they create. That's so sick. I, I actually think I've seen them. I didn't know ever what that was. but um, It was probably me trying my best. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's so sick. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, from there, like there's also a crossword puzzle round. Like he just actually okay. gives out crossword puzzles and you're like supposed to do them in between the rounds. Like as you're waiting for the next set of answers, you're also supposed to be working on crossword puzzles. It's just a lot of fun. And again, I'm just also a really big trivia person. So I appreciate all the hard work that Tyler puts into it. And then just the amount of fun that I have when I go out. Cause we always are like, all right, who's specializing in which category this week, you know? So no, it's, it, uh, I actually have, um, uh, 
seen in my group chat for my fraternity, like every week people are talking about going. Yeah. And it's honestly some, something that sounds so much fun. And I, I, I want to go tonight. I hope, hope you would let me join in your group a little bit. I but mean, we are going tonight. So if you would like to I'm, join. I don't know how much help I, I, I would be. I'm not much of the trivia guy, but I'll, I'll give it my You got to study star. everything and nothing at the same time. It's That's my whole thing about <laughs> trivia. It's, it's so hard because like you get a topic about like, I don't know. 1930s and I have no clue. <laughs> so he also does a round at the very end that's songs of 19 blank. Okay. And what you have to do is guess the name and the artist of each song. He plays about like five or six songs. Yeah. Then at the very end, you have to write down what year they're all from. That's so funny. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun, but it's very challenging. I'll tell you what, I would actually suck at that. So <laughs> I'm terrible at it. That's it's, the thing. But like, it's so much fun to like go with friends who are like, oh my gosh, this person loves music. Like yeah. maybe they like, you try and strategize and craft your team. Yeah. You, you want to have someone fun. who's good at everything. Yeah, exactly. Each person's got a specialty for yep. sure. All right. Well, moving on from trivia, we actually have a very special guest here with us today. We have Dave Nissen from Paddled South itself, and he's actually one of the co-founders of Paddled South Brewery, which we're very excited to have him on today to talk to us about it. So, Dave, I don't know if you'd like to introduce yourself to our guests, who you are, and just kind of give us your story about how you started Paddled South. Sure. Hey, um, Dave Nissen. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um a little bit about myself, been into craft brews for about 15 years, been brewing for about eight or nine years, um, <clears throat> lived in High Point about 22 years, so pretty rooted in the community and care about the growth of High Point. Um, how Paddle South started, um, when my wife and I decided to create the business, it kind of came out of, well, a couple things. One, friends and family just continuing to heckle me about how to, you know, get my beer and I should sell it and I need to brew more of it. And I was at a point where I was brewing um, almost every weekend and I would have anywhere from, you know, five to seven different beers on tap at home. And my, my house kind of became a place for gatherings just because I had so much beer, I couldn't possibly drink it all by myself. And um, so when we decided to actually found the brewery, we were just spitballing names, trying to figure out um, a name that spoke to who we are, uh, kind of our story and what we're about. And my family and I were driving somewhere, I don't remember where, and we were just throwing out different ideas and different names for the company. And I made just an offhanded comment that I did kind of paddle south when I moved from Minnesota to North Carolina. And as soon as I said it, the car blew up. I mean, everybody was like, yes, that's it, that's it. You got that's it. So yeah, and it was, so it was really kind of an offhand comment that turned into the name of the brewery because it speaks to our love of the outdoors, also speaks to our story, how my wife and I met and ending up in North Carolina. That's wonderful. That's, it really is a perfect name. And I'm yeah. glad that um, <laughs> we absolutely love it in terms of um, loving like the nature part of it and just kind of like how it feels more outdoorsy while still being like in the middle of the triad as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just awesome. a quick question. Um, what are some of your favorite outdoor activities? Because I know Palo South is very naturey. Like, do you like going on hikes a lot or like how... 
what's your relation with that? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't get to do it a whole lot <laughs> right now, but um, I love hiking, love fishing, love canoeing, kayaking, whitewater rafting. There it is. Uh, just about anything that'll get me outdoors and get me active. I really enjoy that. Uh, there's definitely something peaceful about being outside and just being active. And there's always something to do. There's, you can always find something to do. So that's, you know, it's what I love to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question. What, like, f- when you're thinking about Paddled South, like, what is the demographic of people that you have the, had that vision for visiting Paddled South and, like, being, like, those customers? Yeah, honestly, um, we didn't really have a target demographic. We really want to position ourselves, and from day one, have positioned ourselves as a community brewery. So we want to be family-friendly, and we want to attract all ages, and, I mean, everybody from all over the triad and beyond. We just want people to come in, feel comfortable, enjoy a beer, have a place to commune with their family and friends, and just enjoy themselves and want to come back and bring other people who haven't had the chance to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I I definitely feel that like when I was there, my first time I was going, I noticed the the Capri Suns in the uh, fridge in the back. And I was like, (laughs) who who is coming to a bar ordering Capri Suns? And, um, the person who gave me your contact Pepe, he's like, Oh, they're they're for the kids that are just coming in with their parents. And I was like, that is such a cool idea. I love it. Like there's not, there's not many places that do that. If, really any that have that like yeah. family friendly vibe as well as being a brewery. Like, I mean the, the games for example is another, another great one. Yeah. And like, I even have a friend recently, like when we visited paddle South, like I want to say two weeks ago, um, they just recently stopped drinking and they were just really like trying to not drink anymore. And just like having cheer wines was so sweet. Like I just absolutely loved it. And they were still able to like participate in the games with us. And it was just still a lot of fun. Well, and that's the whole idea is anybody can come, whether you drink or not. And, you know, it was one of those things that the Capri Suns kind of came out of uh, our experience when we were traveling, taking our boys to breweries. The two things that were always kind of made it difficult for us to visit a brewery were no food and nothing for the kids. And so we were always looking for where do we where can we go that has food and then do they have kid friendly things to do so games capri suns you know non-alcoholic drinks so that kind of came out of our experiences and knowing that that would draw people in and also include everybody not just people walking in the door that want a beer yeah absolutely and kind of moving back to a little bit towards drinks what is one of your favorite drinks that paddled south offers i know there's so (laughs) many good ones to choose from yeah i i would say right now my favorite on the board is the cold ipa we actually Um, picked one of his children (laughs) you picked the favorite (laughs) child there (laughs) that's right (laughs) so when you when you're coming up with those beers or like in the making process what's kind of like your inspiration on like when you're making one, like how does that process go to come up with like a new, uh, not to say flavor, but flavor? Yeah. Well, I mean, a couple things go into it. We pride ourselves on having a very unique board. Um, a lot of breweries will be heavy towards IPAs or hazy IPAs or 
you know, uh, dark beers or Belgians or whatever. We want to have a wide variety. So when we're picking recipes, we're looking for kind of fill the spot. You know, if we know something's about ready to kick, we're looking for something that will fill that spot, possibly be seasonal, do something different. If it's a sour, we're always looking for different sours and different mixtures of sours. Um, as far as coming up with the recipes themselves, uh, I get my ideas from a lot of different sources. I mean, I, anytime I travel, I, I build my travel <laughs> around breweries. Mm-hmm. So if I can find a brewery that I haven't been to, I'm going to that brewery. So I get a lot of ideas from other breweries, uh, reading a lot about different beers and different recipes help kind of form formulate what I do and how I put those recipes together. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I mean, the last question that we have for you, I know we've talked a lot about how Paddled South is like such an outdoorsy space and like how it's just so welcoming to people. And I also just want to know what is your favorite part about Paddled South? Like from the moment that you created it, like what is something that is just really special about it to you and that would make it special to the people that visit it? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is the heart of the organization. It was, it was built around community with the intent of supporting the community in, in High Point and beyond. Uh, High Point has been going through some uh, growing pains, I think, over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I, and my wife's born and raised here, and I'm obviously 22 years in, and we we always complained about there was nothing to do in High Point. And instead of instead of complaining about it, we decided to try to try to do something about it. So we wanted to be part of the change. And so I think the biggest thing about Paddle South that I would want people to know is we are community driven. We're focused on growing the community. We want High Point to grow and change and morph from being just the furniture capital of the world, but being a destination. You know, I mean, furniture only occupies the space in downtown High Point for two weeks out of the year. So that leaves 50 weeks that, you know, we need to be able to do some other things. So we're focused on building that up and seeing the community grow and thrive and supporting people in need as well. So we we definitely have different fundraiser activities going all the time to try to make sure that we're taking care of the community and putting our, I guess, money where our mouth is. Yeah. And that's a great point to make about the, uh, like, there's not much to do in High Point. I know Chrissy can probably say the same thing where, like, High Point students, they say, your freshman year, you don't really leave the bubble of the university much. Don't leave the gates. Yeah. And it's really because there's not many things for, like, there's not many things in High Point. And it's, it's always a good thing to see, like, a new place popping up or, like, a new place that, like, I, I mean, whenever I hear about something else coming, like, for example the rockers like new uh food assembly like i always want to try them but like there's just not much to do and it, it we do feel that like community aspect when we do walk into paddled south like i mean last time i went it was an, a beautiful day someone said that and like the bartender was like hey let's open the doors and so it really made it feel like it wasn't just a a company it was a whole community, community. yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, and that's what we're that's what we're going for. So I'm I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing too is people just don't know what High Point has to offer. Yeah, and High Point's unfortunately done a very poor job of marketing itself well. And I'm not surprised to hear that High Point University students kind of treat it like you know going to Jamaica. If you don't leave the gated community, if you leave, you're on your own. Yeah, you know, but. Uh, there are a lot of things coming to High Point, which is exciting. Uh, we'd love to see it come a little bit faster, but hopefully <laughs> um, over the next few years, we'll see a, a big shift and there's going to be a lot more opportunities for everybody. Yeah, and I honestly think there will be. I think, I think, I mean, just the time I've been here, there's a lot of things that have come to yeah. High Point, which is, yeah. uh, it's always great to see. Yeah. The last four years, there's been a lot of changes, and I anticipate the next four years, we're going to see exponentially more. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dave. We truly appreciate it. And thank you so much for telling us more about Paddled South and oh, it just makes me love it more. You know, I didn't think that was possible, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweet. I appreciate y'all and appreciate your support and keep coming and we'll keep taking care of you, making good beers. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate. It. We lo- always love the uh, the trivia night, or at least Christy trivia does. Night I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into pucker. it though. I'm going to get involved in the trivia night. Don't worry. The trivia night and Blackberry Pucker; those are the best combination possible, in my oh, opinion. Oh, the quadrants <laughs> got my heart. Gotta, I'll say it. <laughs> we got a blueberry lime sour coming soon too. Oh, so. don't tell her; she'll get too excited. It's unfortunate that this is a podcast because my face just lit up. I wish people could see this. I just got so excited. Oh. Well, we look forward to it. Yes. Well, thank you Sounds again great. for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yes. I hope you guys can notice how much we love Paddled South. It's honestly such a great place. I love just hanging out with like the dogs that people bring and um, chatting with the local community and local people there and yeah, I mean, it really just is such a great community. So thank you so much for listening to us today. And thank you, Dave, for coming in from Paddled South. We really appreciated talking to him and just learning more about how Paddled South came to be, as it is a wonderful staple in our High Point community here. So be on the lookout for next week's podcast, where we will be talking about Red Oak. Yeah, so Red Oak is a brewing company based out of Whitsitt, North Carolina. It's just about 25 to 30 minutes away from High Point. Um, it's got its brewing house headquarters right down the roads, and it uh, actually has some beers sold at local grocery stores around the place. So it's um, we're looking forward to it, talking to uh, the people there, and uh, bringing you guys a little podcast on it. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your time listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your day.